Let me ask you this. Yeah. Does a free-range chicken taste better than a caged chicken? No, it doesn't. I can't tell the difference. You know, you know, you know what reminds me of that Portlandia? Did you see that? Yes. <laughs> but is it, but is it free-range? <laughs> what farm did it come from? Do you have pictures of the farm? <laughs> we, you know what? We can't make decisions. We have to go out to the farm. I'm like, what? <laughs> but it's true. That's how people act. Crazy. But if it's free range and it's on a farm, is it really free range? Dang, you just went deep with this. You know what I'm saying? Look, I want a like, wildly caught still, chicken. They're no. still held in captivity. I want a wildly cat chicken. Cat? Wildly cat. Because <laughs> they're, from, they're from the north. Okay? I want a wildly cat chicken. You statey? <laughs> that would be so good. Anyway, okay, let's. Oh, we should start talking because we're just. We're man, this is great. This is gold. We just we just gave gold out. Call the jeweler. We're throwing out gems. <laughs> Hi, and welcome to It's Going to Get Stupid, your favorite pop culture podcast. My name is Jose, and I'm one of the hosts of this show. <laughs> I'm Richard, the other host of the show. The other, other host. Hey, Rick. This is the thing, guys. This is the thing. I'm never going to let it go. No. Okay. Hey, thank y'all for joining us today. We're, uh, we've are we got a great uh, show for you. <laughs> is that what it's called? It's a great show. we got a great show for you today. Yeah. Um, I'm still in the squeaky chair. We're going to be talking about um, villains yes. today. Villains. Because... Honestly, we're, we're chatting. We're trying to figure out what to talk about. But uh, <laughs> but we thought about um, what like heroes are important. You have to have a good protagonist. Right. But if you don't have a good antagonist. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't like you could because you could have a, your your hero could overshadow the villain. Like right. case in point, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. Right. Terrible villain. Yeah. Like I don't like I don't even, see. I don't even remember his name. Ronan the Ronan the Accuser. Okay. Great in the comics. He's he's a really good antagonist in the comics. But he was not used well. Terrible. And also, you had a really good actor that was playing him. Yeah. That could have done a great job, but yeah. failed. You know. I'm hoping that they'll make up for it in uh, Captain Marvel. But you think Ronan's going to be in Captain Marvel he too? Ronan the Accuser is in Captain Marvel. He's one of the. He is one of the. That's cool. Because it, it, the storyline. We're not going to go into comics. Well, yeah, we are. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, but. The storyline for Captain Marvel is during the Kree Scroll War, and running the accuser is a Kree. Yeah, so. he's a, he's a zealot yeah. for Kree. But anyway, yeah. So in in this movie though, he was terrible yeah. as a villain. Like he's a yeah. lackluster villain. Which Marvel I, has a history of their villains being right crappy. up until like Killmonger and well the Vulture. Vulture was really the vul- good. The Vulture was really good, but up up until then, like you you really they've just kind of phoned in the villains. Right, like it's always been about more about the hero like coming into power, but then kind of having like uh, a, a mediocre villain. I will tell you the the one movie that has always stuck out to me for a lot of reasons why it's bad, um, but the the big thing that that ruined the movie for me was the villain was in Hancock with yeah. Will Smith and Charlize well, Theron because she's spoiler alert. Uh, anyway, <laughs> she's the antagonist. Right, but she's not. But she's not because they end up working together at towards that movie is just all. And stupid, then man. and then you just have this weird like Awkward. guy who wants to just shoot up people and but they don't really give him what guy. There's this guy that that is there a bad guy in that yeah, movie? Yeah, there's a there's a bad guy. So Hancock foils a robbery towards the beginning of the film. Yeah, a bald guy, and oh, he has okay. some henchmen, 
And then he shows up again at the very end of it to shoot up Hancock. That's how he got hurt. Oh, because they were I together. Don't even, I don't remember because as soon as it came out that she was the, she was the, the other person. The other, yeah, I didn't care. Yeah, and they well they well they did it. Okay, I could have cared, but they just failed miserably. At right, it. and so I was like, but I'm also there was this. no real villain. There was no real villains in this hero story. To but you to don't really do anything, and you with. don't need a villain to make a good hero story. You don't, but no, I mean, in, in the, in the sense of like the rock in like San Andreas or the rock in like, in like you mean the earth, earthquake was earth, the villain. The earth is the villain. <laughs> right? You know, like, or like in, John in, Cusack in 2012. Yeah. I mean, like I call it 2012, not 2012, <laughs> 2012. But like, you know, they're like, there's a catastrophic event that is mm-hmm. technically the villain or the yeah. antagonist, right? Like their, their environment is the antagonist. Yes. Um, uh, not a physical villain, but I feel like in a action hero movie, you need a physical villain. You need a physical villain. No, I mean you don't. You don't. You you can have obstacles and antagonists, but you don't need a main central. Okay, but like, would bad Rocky guy. be the same thing if he was just like, I just want to be the best shadow boxer, and he's just like shadow well, boxing. But you the don't. I mean, time? but no. Okay, well that's different because it's a boxing movie. So <laughs> but yeah, just, if you don't have another boxer in the ring, it makes no sense. But he's like, he's like Rocky's out there. Oh, and he's giving the air. What for? No, you know, obviously he's got to have another villain. Yeah. But I'm saying like Hancock could have been a good story without a main antagonist at all like it could have just been about his relationship with her and how you know it could have just been sure it didn't need it didn't need that but but then, but then is it a hero movie yeah, is it a hero course. action movie of or course. is it a hero yes, romantic yes. comedy it's a hero romantic action comedy kind of like my super ex-girlfriend anyway. i forgot about that movie <laughs> yeah, until just now. i did too until yeah. i just thought about it but, throws a but if you're gonna have department. but if you're going to have an antagonist they it, need to be strong it needs to be really good yeah right because um because even that's the one bad thing about Guardians, though, is that, you know, there was enough uh, heroes, though, together. Like, if it had just been Peter Quill by himself versus or the accuser, I'd like, this yeah. is dumb. It's kind of like Iron Man 3 with the Mandarin, terrible, yeah. terrible villain. Any of the Fantastic Four villains were terrible yep. because they just were. Yep. Um, I'm trying to think like a, a movie <clears throat> that is not a superhero movie that had an antagonist. So, case in point, that movie I watched, um, Bad Samaritan, right? Yeah. So, it's not a superhero film, but they had a villain in the movie, right? There's right. a bad guy. There's a, there's an antagonist. He was really good. Yeah. Because while a lot of times in superhero films, they make the villain like crazy, deranged, like right. focused and fixated. Not like crazy, but just fixated on this, bent on this thing. And they make stupid decisions. This one guy's actually crazy yeah. and makes very calculated, cold decisions and makes you fear. You know, he puts that fear into you. So he's a really good villain. Doesn't have to yeah. be like, you don't have to have a flawed villain. You don't have to have, because sometimes they think, well, if the villain isn't realistic or human, yeah. then you're not going to like him. I like this villain a lot, even though he doesn't resemble any human I know, but he's very, fl- yeah. like, he has a flaw, but it's because he's mentally unstable. Outside of the superhero movies, I think one of the villains that always stuck out to me just. The first time I saw it and the first time that the villain gets revealed was seven. And oh, yeah. that was just such a, you almost like just seeing how calculated he was and how, you know, he, he was just an average person, but he did things that were just so above average, like just excelled at, at crafting this, you know, masterpiece of, of, uh, of what he was doing that you almost kind of, it was like you almost gave him respect as a character mm-hmm. because just how much, how much you weighed on it. But I think up until that point, 
and even and even still then but up until that point where you didn't have like a physical person to attach these murders to you almost give him like a, a supernatural quality mm-hmm. right like he's bigger than just a man like he's it's almost like he's a movement kind of thing and it just made Brad Pitt and um Morgan Freeman's characters so much better because they had this this gigantic evil character in the movie that they were fighting against it really let them shine as heroes when you know through throughout the movie you know u- ultimately they were like kind of anti- like kind of failed heroes because of what ends up happening um are they i don't know i mean it doesn't it doesn't go well oh yeah <laughs> i guess they're really not even heroes no they're just two cops. But they, pl- they play heroes because job. they're cops, right? They feel like, like a terrible... You know, come to think about it, they did a really terrible job. <laughs> they did a terrible job. Well, they kept and, getting closer and closer to... Well, I guess it's because of their sins. The seven sins. Seven. Anyway. Yeah. Now, that was a, that's a really good example, though, of a villain who doesn't even need to be on screen, but right. just his presence and the way he's doing it, they did a good... Fincher did a good job of crafting that. Right. right? Crafting a villain, the mythos, and everything, because when you have a good antagonist... It, it it highlights the story and it ups the protagonist how they have to act right. to it. They, their their game has to be stepped up, yeah. Um, in order to because or else you think they're not going to win, like right. And that's why I like Seven is because they don't win, they lose. Yeah. They watch Seven is great. I love yeah. I love it when the villain wins. Like yeah. that's why I really liked Infinity War because at the end of the day, Thanos won. Yeah, he did. He won. He won the game. You know. Yeah. For now, um, all these horror movies like Saws and they win. They win all the time. But yeah. Th- not always good uh, villains some of them are but i i guess what spurred this conversation was um whenever i would say one of our favorite villains uh, especially because there was a performance of this villain that just stood out above all and i think it's why this the trill this his movie in the trilogy of the dark knight series mm-hmm. stands out as the best one is because heath ledger's joker was just by far Solid performance, just a man. solid villain. You didn't know if Batman was going to make it through it. And I didn't know anybody was going to. You didn't know what was yeah. going to happen. I mean, you kind of did because you know it had been positioned as a trilogy, um, which I think is a mistake for the in in this day and age where we have so much information about set photos and release dates. It's a it's it's going to be harder and harder for us to be surprised by the outcome of these movies right? i don't know i think people were pretty surprised about infinity war i will say that because it, it that was completely unexpected where, where and, it ended and the fact that we don't have a title yet for the next yeah. movie is insane uh, that's very true i think yeah. I, I think it already would have sort of leaked by now right but, but i see what you're saying like yeah. some like that would have been highlighted even more it would have been more tense yeah if we didn't know they're going to make a third movie yeah so Joker being one of the strongest villains in the comic books and movies, and especially Heath Ledger's Jokers in the movies, um, the rest of the Joker portrayals outside of Jack Nicholson, because that's a very special portrayal um, because of, of the nostalgia factor. I'm just going to ask you point blank. Yeah. Did Heath Ledger do a better job than Jack Nicholson? Yes, I think he did. Did y'all hear that? Pin drop. <laughs> I mean, uh, they're two different. They're two different, they're two different villains, they're two, but it's two different Batman's but too. I I like Heath yeah. Ledger's better. Yeah, just is what it is. Yeah, um, but then you get these other Jokers. These other Jokers that come indeed. into play. Literally, these other. And jokers. some might say that Mark Hamill is the best Joker. I yeah. Yeah, I mean he's good, but it's a cartoon. It's yeah. different. I mean, but he de- he definitely he definitely gets that voice and that personality definitely down i mean it's hard to say without the physicality i feel like heath ledger was the perfect 
you physical know, embodiment. Physical well, embodiment. Well, the, well, the next one you have is Jared Leto, <sighs> which, which Cholo Joker. you know, if anyone's been paying attention, uh, they want to give him another movie, a standalone Joker movie. Oh, he's also in Suicide Squad. Oh, that's where he came yeah. out of Suicide yeah. Squad. So they want to give him his own movie. Yeah. And there's going to be Suicide Squad 2, will probably be in that thing. Yeah. And then they're talking about a Joaquin Phoenix Joker like origin Joker story. Origin. What yeah. are they doing? Why? Yeah. yeah. And it's so hard because the Joker is a very difficult, I feel like he's a very difficult character to get right. Right. Um, because his he doesn't have motivations. Like, I mean, he does, but they're not typical, I want to rule the world motivation or I want to avenge somebody motivation. Yeah. Like, if you look at any of Batman's rogues, they all have like some chip on their shoulder. Yeah. The Joker does not. Nope. He likes the game. He likes the relationship he has. He's insane. I mean, in that trilogy, I mean, you have Raja Ghul who wanted to take over the world. Yeah. Right. Or you, I don't. I mean, but he wanted to set things right. Yeah. Like, he felt like he felt like he was holier than thou, and he is, right. It was his job to set things right. Right. And then you have Bane, who it feels the it's, same way. It's he, the same thing. Yeah. It's the same thing. Like he wants. He he's creating his sense of order. Mm-hmm. Right. But then you had the Joker in the middle of this, and. Like the line in the movie, some guy, some people just want to watch the world burn. Yeah, and that's what his was, right? Like I, I just that that scene where he's like on that giant pile of money, and he, and just, he just slides, he just... slides down off of it, and then just lights it on fire. I mean, it was yeah, no, it's so he, good. It's it's really good, and I mean, and it, it it was a good portrayal of the Joker of like, you know, when he's sitting there talking to Batman, he's like, I don't want to kill you. You know, what would I do without you? Yeah. I mean, he's just, he, he gets it very much. So, and that's why I like the Joker. I think there's a lot, a lot of people like Joker because he's unpredictable yeah. and predictable at the same time. Yep. Like, you know, he's going to do this, but you just don't know. And you don't know how he's going to do it. And sometimes he does do things that just don't make any sense because he loves the game and the sport and the laugh. And yep. it's all, it's almost like it's all a joke to him, but it's not a joke to him at the same time. He's this very dual duality of his personality is, is pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, and you see it a lot like in uh, the comic books, mostly. Not so much like the Batman the Anime Series. I really like that series. It's a very yeah. awesome series. But the Joker in there is not, I mean, he's good, but he's not like that. He's like a goofball. Yes. You know 100%, what I mean? 100%. So it's, it's kind of like it's not as serious as Jack Nicholson's. Yeah. But not as goofy as Caesar Romero's. <laughs> That's where he's in between. He's in between there. Yeah. And Heath Ledger took Joker to a whole different level, which is more like the comics. Yeah. Kind of just. I don't like saying dark. It wasn't dark. He just like a real person that went insane. Yeah. You know, and doesn't and has his own reality. That's what it yeah, is. Yeah. Has his own reality, yeah. and that's what I really like about it because the Joker in the comic books is sometimes very ruthless, yeah. very cold, calculating, but also has his own reality. Yep. But yeah, I mean, I, I think it's it's really important in the movies that we stress the importance of a good villain. Um, well, even, I mean, video games too. Like, if you play a game and you don't have a good antagonist, yeah. it can ruin the game. It's like all the Final Fantasies, like, they had to have a really good, you know, like Sephiroth. Yeah. Very good antagonist, yes, you know? Yes, 100%. Um, and very cold calculating in, you know, you hear a lot of things about the way he operates and he just makes he makes you angry and he yeah. kills people and <laughs> the halo series i mean the the flood and the covenant are really yeah. good antagonists i Very mean that good. whole storyline was just is just really solid but i think um a lot of the more modern games are leaving that behind because it's just story it's just it, they're storyless i mean to the point where like not that street fighter 5 really needed a story because i mean it's interesting to to like read about like why certain people are here and where it fits in the timeline. 
But they released that game just without a story mode for, I think, six months. For a long time, yeah. Yeah. And it just came out as the arcade edition. Well, then you have stuff like, you know, Detroit Human just came out. um, And that looks amazing. Yeah. It's a quantic dream. uh, If you have a chance to go check that out. Um, Far Cry 5 came out a little while ago, a couple months ago. And that looks really, really good. It seems like it has a great story and a great antagonist, you know. Um, And I think that's missing from, because, you know, like you talk about Halo. The reason yeah. I really like Halo, like I played Halo 5 a while back. Yeah. It was a couple months ago. And the reason I really like Halo is because partly because of the story and it make it drives me when I'm playing as right. well. Like I'm doing this, I kind of immerse myself. I'm a marine, I'm doing this and I'm, yeah, just shooting people, but if I wanted to just shoot people, I would play Call of Duty. Yeah. Because I don't care about the story in there. I just shoot people or I'd play PUBG. And I just shoot people because yeah. that's what I want to do. But I play these other games not just to shoot people but to get immersed in the story. Like, right. I'm part of this. I'm doing this. I mean, I remember when we first started playing Halo and, you know, there was all this talk of the Covenant and the Flood and just, like, how they really built out the 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 bad guys, like, storyline. Mm-hmm. Like, where the Flood has been around for a long time. The Covenant is kind of this zealot has this like zealoty religious you know aspect to it yeah, and they have a hierarchy right and then there's there's different factions and they and, got stuff going on and then there. they switched it up i can't remember if it was like halo 2 or 3 where we actually got to play halo 2 as a, you got to play as, as the arbiter. a cover yeah as the arbiter so you got to play as the uh sang heli or the elites yeah and, and that then, was really cool yeah because it was, it was such a different experience instead of just being the marine that is gonna save the day you actually got to play as kind of the bad guy the enemy yeah, yeah. And, that's, and that's a good thing about having a good villain or a good whatever you could play them you could be you could understand that's another thing right. too is a good villain is un, is relatable yeah. you can at some level you can understand him even like the joker i can understand yeah. it makes sense like he has to make sense and that's the biggest problem with marvel villains a lot of times is they don't they do things that don't make sense no they yeah. just kind of like oh i'm just so crazy mad with power that i'm gonna kill people now for like no reason yeah and it's like really odd a really odd turn of events for people and um, that's why thanos is so good but in movies you need a good antagonist that is grounded in some sort of reality humanistic whatever because if they're so far away and so far removed you don't care about them and when you don't care about them the hero can do whatever they want to yep. the villain and it's kind of like okay go hero and it just becomes lackluster i will say we we did kind of contradict ourselves where we we're saying that thanos is such a good villain but i mean basically at the end of the day he wanted to set things right and create his own order but we also made a comment how Raja ghoul and bane were trying to do the same thing i think Raja ghoul's that that storyline was actually really done really well and he was a good villain i just think Heath ledger's joker shines out of those so i'll, out say, of those that. Three movies. I'll say that Raja ghoul is a good villain yeah in that he does want to set he has his own like um mantra his own his own way of doing yeah. things right and his this is the way that's right and right. all of this the problem with Rasha Ghoul is that he goes about it the wrong way and he got fixated on Bruce Wayne. Yes. That's that's what I saw. Yeah. Right. Um Bane was a amazingly good villain until it found out that he was just a little whipping boy for somebody yeah. else. And I was like they neutered the villain. That's the yeah. problem is they like it would almost be like if Thanos was this villain the whole time yeah. and then Proxima Midnight came in and took the glove and did it, and I was like, "I'm in control the whole time." Right? Like, or he was getting or the glove, for, to or he was giving the glove to somebody else. Yeah. Like he was doing it for somebody else, and then gave it to them, and then they did it, and he was just like, "Thank you." And I'm like, Ugh. almost kind of like how Loki kind of gets a little neutered at the end of uh, the first Avengers movie when you realize he's not the one in control, but he has to. He's answering to Thanos. Kinda, I mean, it's not as no, much. I mean, it's, it's not as deliberate. Of, 
But it's just so it was just such a bait and switch. That's yeah. the problem. It's like I didn't see Loki as a bait and switch. I, yeah. it, it was you know it came out in the middle that he was doing that yeah. and it made sense and okay that's how I got here and and then also it's pointing to something bigger with Batman and Bane. It wasn't pointing to anything bigger. This yeah. is the end of the trilogy. You had Bane as this really imposing figure the whole time and only to be subverted by. Miranda, whoever, who they never flushed. They didn't do anything with her. That's a problem. Is that she just came in and she's like, oh, I'm really the daughter of Rish al Ghul and yeah. I'm Talia al Ghul and I had sex with you and now I'm going to kill you. Yeah. Oh, I knifed you. In that death scene that she has in the truck where like she's just talking and all of a sudden she's just like... <sighs> yeah. I mean, oh, it's just so terrible. Bad. It's terrible. Yeah. Anyway, so yes. So those... They weren't as they weren't actually that bad. They just right. fell apart. They fell. They fell apart. As far as that trilogy, I I want to say they they were they failed. Not failed. They were not as good as Heath Ledger's Joker no. in that trilogy. Yeah, not even close. Yeah. So, anyways, good. If you're if you're writing a hero movie or an action movie or anything like that, you gotta have a good villain. Or even End of a, the day, or a book, you know. Yeah, or a book or a video any game, kind of, any which kind is of why like I enjoyed playing the. Um, the first two modern warfares, uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, exactly. because they had such a good storyline. Yeah, with that one, the one Russian guy, right? Yeah, I, I barely, I and, barely played it. And it has such a good storyline, and then you get into like Black Ops, and there's all this other stuff going just, on. Yeah, it, it's just chaos, right? And then you have Infinite Warfare, and it's just more chaos. Like it's just more, yeah, <laughs> over the top craziness and all disjointed. And I really, I really enjoy the first two Modern Warfare stories. You know who's like, not I a think good villain? Really good. Who? Bowser. No, he's not. Terrible villain. Yeah. Terrible. Dr. Eggman. Terrible villain. Yeah. All those old... Uh, yeah. Mother Brain. Terrible villain. Yeah. <laughs> Except on the show, she was a good villain. Yeah. Anyway, King Hippo. Mike Tyson. Great villain. Yeah. <laughs> Greatest villain of all time. Because he'll bite your ear off. He will bite your freaking ear off. <laughs> okay. Anyway, let's talk yeah. about the last movie we watched, Rick. So, in continuing uh, the Batman and Joker uh, uh, talk, I watched Batman Ninja. Batman Ninja? So what I, is this? I have to say, I was going to pick out movies, and I was like, oh, Pacific Rim Uprising is finally available for rent. No, it was available for purchase. So, Ugh. I called Audible, and there was Batman Ninja. And it was insane. It was completely insane because... I need to break down the premise of the Please, of, please of tell me movie. about this movie because I've only seen a trailer yeah. faintly. So the trailer, like if, if you watch the trailer, and we'll put it in the show notes, watch the trailer and you're like, wow, this movie looks bananas. And it is bananas? It's even crazier than the trailer makes it look. The premise is uh, Killer Grodd uh, has created uh, this time machine. He calls it the Quake Engine. And... He wants Killer Gr- Gorilla Grodd. Yeah, Gorilla Grodd. Who's That's Killer Grodd? Killer Grodd. <laughs> Gorilla Grodd. Uh, he creates this thing called the Quake Engine, and he wants to basically take all the villains in Arkham, uh, Arkham Asylum, and transport them to another time far away from him, so that he can then take over Gotham. But what ends up happening is Batman intervenes and messes everything up and sends them back to feudal Japan. Everybody, everyone. everybody, okay. all the villains, and everyone that was with, within the radius of the the Quake Engine. What was really interesting about how they handled time travel in this in a in this weird cartoon anime Freaking movie? Time. I don't want to watch this movie already, okay. Rick, because right. it's time travel. So when Batman shows up, when he finally like goes into it, uh, basically 
when the quake engine exploded and, and time traveled everybody or jettisoned everyone to feudal Japan, um, he lands two years after everybody else. And so basically the closer you are to the epicenter of the quake engine is like, if you're right there, you get, you get put back into feudal Japan right at that moment. Right. And then the further the actual physical distance you are away from the quake engine, the further in the timeline you are. So Batman shows up two years after everybody else because he was the furthest away okay. from the from the quake engine. Cool. And, and he runs into Catwoman <laughs> who they drew all the female characters with like gross proportions, like in because, traditional anime style. Of, yeah, it's anime. Yeah. Obviously. That's what's normal. Anime proportions. <laughs> exactly. Got you. Yes, anime proportions. Uh, everyone's there. Alfred's there. Nightwing's there. Red Robin's there. So who, they've been doing all this stuff like for two w- years without Batman. And then like, Batman shows up. Wondering where Batman. What was at. hilarious though? I thought this was kind of funny. Right before the opening credits show up, so he shows up, and these people that have like Joker masks come. And they start to try to fight him, and he beats everybody up, and then he throws a smoke bomb down, and he he throws his grappling hook up into the sky, or like he throws the gun up into the sky. And he he's so used to like having buildings to, to to shoot at, but there's no tall building, so he just kind of like waves it around, and then he just walks off screen. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But anyways, the movie goes on. I don't know if you're gonna watch it. I mean, you kind of should because it's insane. I want to watch this movie so bad. Robin befriends a monkey. This already sounds great. Called Monkey Chi, who him and Robin can communicate somehow. Oh my gosh. It's like Speed Racer, but um, Batman, Batman Racer. The five main villains. So you have the Joker, uh, you have Poison Ivy, you have Penguin, uh, you have Two Face, and you have Death, uh, Deathstroke, not Deadshot, Deathstroke. Um, they they are five powers, feudal, like, like feudal, the leaders, whatever. Right. The Joker becomes the Demon King or Lord Lord Joker. Lord Joker. Yeah. Uh, Beat that Heath. I mean, not Heath Ledger. Uh, Jared Leto. <laughs> Gorilla Grodd is like kind of like off in the distance. Wait, like, Gorilla Grodd also goes yeah, back he in time also too. Made oh, it, he messed up, dude. He can control his he he can control monkeys with this flute. So he's like the pipe he's piper. Like, yes, he's creating this army of monkeys. Oh my god. <laughs> so, anyways, towards it's it's really this, crazy. This sounds insane. Towards the in, towards the middle of the movie, they de- they decide that they. <laughs> They start putting them against each other. Gorilla Grodd two fa- uh, backstabs the Joker, and they've all created these houses. They're going to go fight on the field of hell, and they have these moving castles, right? Like house moving castle. I mean, they're like mechanical moving castles, and then they they transform into what mechs, are you talking into about? mechs into feudal Japan era mechs? Do you think? Hold and on. then Gorilla Grodd takes back over and transforms them into like this super mech. Like the the castles. So yes. the super castle. So by the end of it, Joker comes back because he gets defeated partially. He comes back. He takes over. He, he dismantles Gorilla Grodd. He, he forms the castles now into basically a megazord. And so they can't fight him. They can't fight him. Um, they can't fight him. So the Batman and his he has an army because there's this prophecy that a, a Batman ninja 
or a bat ninja is going to come and, and rescue their country. So all his army is fighting alongside of him. There's this giant Megazord, <laughs> feudal Japan castle Megazord. And Batman, they're like, we can't control this. So Robin now has Gorilla Grodd's flute. And then Monkey Chi and his girlfriend come. And they're like, we know what to do. And so they start playing the flute. And these monkeys come out. Come out. And they form a giant monkey. No. They, are they mechanical monkeys? No. They're just regular monkeys? They're just monkeys with armor. Right. They so the f- armor... So they form a giant monkey. So this giant monkey is fighting this giant gold-looking monkey thing who looks like Monkey Chi, who uh, I'll have to post a picture of it, is now fighting this Megazord. He gets overpowered, so Batman's army comes in and calls in their bats, who then surround the monkey creature and make him into a giant Batman. So there is a giant Batman made up of bats and monkeys fighting this feudal Japan era mechanical castle Megazord. I'm watching this happen right now because this is insane. <laughs> this, is, this is the craziest thing. Like, look, okay, I love anime. Like, I'm, I'm, oh my gosh, he's playing the flute. Why doesn't he have hair? Um, I'm, I'm watching this. Yeah. I like anime. Yeah. I would go so far as to say I love anime. Yeah. This is insane. It, it it really is. Like it, it's a straight up acid trip of watching watching this movie. I was like, I don't know what's happening right now. It was insane. It looks like you really need to you do need to see this movie yeah. right now. Like, like if you were when when stop I first the podcast, stop <laughs> right now, turn it off. When I first saw this trailer, I was like, This is a joke, or like this is a fan made thing. I thought it was thing. a joke too. This I is a fan yeah. made thing, right? And then I realized it was an actual movie. And then I watched the movie and I'm still not sure exactly what I watched. It's almost like it, it wasn't, it was not a real movie you watched. Yeah. Maybe it was a fever dream, but it's not because I'm but watching it right now. And I'm trying to describe the best you can't, to what I can. What he said isn't even, it doesn't even <laughs> remotely come close. It's like the tip of the iceberg. Wait a minute. They're just turning into a, me- a giant monkey. <laughs> what is going on? It's, they're just monkeys turning into a monkey. Right. And they're moving around. I yes. don't know. Why does this? How could this even happen? <laughs> and he's staring up at him. Guys, yeah. you got to watch this movie. Okay. I've already watched this little clip and it's already amazing. You need to see Batman Ninja. It's insane. So the last movie I watched, I should have gone first. Number one um, was Hotel Artemis. Yeah. How was that? It was actually um, very good. So this movie like went, came I will out say of nowhere. The premise is a little confusing because the trailer doesn't really explain what's happening. So basically, what's going on is we're in the near future, twenty thirty something, right? Um, you're in California. There are these riots going on because uh, the water and a lot of our um, infrastructure has been taken over by private companies. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Obviously, what's going on? Yeah. Here. So anyway, the corporation has shut the water off. To everybody okay um and for some reason i don't know remember why but anyway people are protesting all the poor people are protesting of course rich people control a bunch of stuff there's this hotel or there's this um is it called artemis it's called a hotel, hotel artemis. artemis so it's in in kind of like it's interesting because it's just like the place in john that john wick goes to where oh the yeah assassins can stay yeah. 
So it's 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 a hospital for criminals. Okay. Okay. And they have a couple rooms there. Jodie Foster is the nurse that that runs she the hospital. The yeah. Okay. She's the only nurse that runs the hospital. And then you have Batista, who it wasn't bad, but he was Hispanic, and like okay. he was definitely a puro mexicano kind of guy. Yeah. And calling girls cholas, and it was just, it was so it awkward. It was like so much of a caricature. It was so weird, but he wasn't like he was doing a bad job. It was just so weird to yeah. see him do that. Yeah. And to really like, come on, you got to do it, you know? I mean, it was like, this is like, and it, but it's coming from Batista. I'm invisible, and I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure this is how he talks normally, actually. <laughs> like, I think this is how he used to talk before he joined the WWE. Anyway, point is, so he's the orderly, the only other. So it's her and Batista, and that's it. Okay. Right? And um, the the chick from that freaking movie, Gazelle, with the legs from uh, the spy movie. The spy movie with uh, the, the British spy yeah, movie. Yeah, the one that hates America. Yeah. Anyway, so the chick that played Gazelle, yeah. I don't remember her name at all. I should have looked all this up beforehand. I never do. Anyway, so she's there staying, and she's an assassin. Um, Charlie Day is there, and he plays an arms dealer. I don't care for Charlie Day. He was he was okay in this movie. And then you have uh, Sterling Brown, who plays a bank robber criminal who has had dealings with before. He's he's famous in the criminal community, sure. or whatever. And he has his brother who gets sh- Kingsman. Kingsman, yes, Kingsman is the movie. So his brother gets shot, and they go to the hotel. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, while they're there, um, the guy who bankrolls the hotel called the wolf of the something the night wolf i don't remember his silly name it was some stupid name something wolf um played by uh what's his me and malcolm what's his freaking jeff goldblum okay. jeff goldblum plays basically the <laughs> king of la like he's he's the okay. the head you know criminal guy he bankrolls the ho- hospital okay he's injured so he's coming to get set up there but they're almost full zachary kinto plays his son i don't care for zachary kinto and he was pretty good too and he was like all whiny and stuff it was hilarious so basically the premise is is that they're all at this hotel they're all the hotel artemis yeah while there's a riot going on okay in la and um sterling brown's brother who's who has liver failure he's all shut up stole because they did the bank robbery, but they couldn't get in the vault, so they started stealing from the people that were the hostages. Okay, and so something he stole from one of the hostages belongs to the Night King, or whatever his stupid name is the Night Wolf. I don't know. I just, this is this is such a dumb. Did you name. watch this movie? And I just don't remember his name because it was so stupid in the thing. And he's the Wolf's insignia, and so basically he stole something from him, and they're worried that once he finds out, they're going to have him killed. And, okay. and so they're trying to like figure it out and she's dealing with a lot of back issue stuff and stuff in the past you know like she has agoraphobia she she can't let jodie foster's character um she can't leave hotel artemis while she's having, afraid to like leave the building she's like, afraid to leave the building and she's been there for like 20 years jeff goldman plays a, com- a character named niagara yeah that's his name his name is niagara but i mean he has his nickname the whatever it's so stupid anyway so it's a it's a very character-driven movie there's not a lot of action i mean there's some shooting and some action that goes on with it but it's a lot of character-driven story which is what i really liked about it because they really do flesh out a lot of the characters and there's people that know each other and charlie day is kind of there's a comedic relief and there's just some really touching moments between bautista and the the nurse and then also sterling brown in the french chick Um, Uh, sophia batella sophia batella yeah so that's what it's basically about yeah that's it it was, it was good. It was really good. I mean, it was yeah. good. It was, it was just a good driven story. Interesting. 
and it wasn't like too futuristic or anything. Yeah. There's some cool future stuff where you know they're recreating a liver and stuff. Was any building turning into into mechs? Nope, it wasn't as crazy. As, if you want to, <laughs> you know, if you want giant a, monkeys, if you want a palate cleanser <laughs> yeah. from the the building turning into a mech, watch Hotel Artemis. <laughs> it was a solid film. I don't know if you need to go see it in the theater though. Okay. That's the one thing. Okay. Like if you want, just wait till it comes on Netflix or something. It's a good movie. Yeah, but it's I mean maybe watch it on Redbox or something. Yeah, because. I thought it was good enough to watch in the theater, but you don't need to. Like, even though I didn't like Solo that much, I still say go see Solo in the theater. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. We're not talking about Solo. I'm just saying. Yeah. Because it's a movie theater movie. There's some movies that are made for the movie theater, and some movies are just like. You can watch it whenever it runs on cable. Yeah. Not. You mean Solo? Yes. <laughs> no, With <yeah>. commercial breaks. <laughs> TNT. Brought to you by TNT. Solo. Um, so, yeah, that's what I watched. It was good. Yeah. I would watch it again. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So. I don't know that I watched Batman Ninja. No, I would watch would Batman, watch Batman Ninja. I want to see that movie so bad yeah. now. I really, it's, I still haven't rented movie. in my iTunes account. Really? Yeah. How long do you get it rented for? for? Like forty eight hours. I've never seen. I've never used any of those. Yeah. Is that what you use to watch movies? What do you guys use to watch movies? Yeah. Drop us a line at it's going to get stupid <laughs> at gmail dot com. Let us know your streaming choice preferential. What your streaming, streaming your preferred streaming choice? Yeah. I don't know how to talk right now. <laughs> or you can find us on Twitter at IGTGS Show, or you can type to us at facebook.com slash It's Going to Get Stupid, where I can type a lot faster than I can talk. <laughs> uh, you can also find us on Instagram, it's go- at It's Going to Get Stupid, and our website at www.itsgoingtogetstupid.com. Are we going to put pictures on our Instagram? For yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, what do you mean for? That's what Instagram <laughs> is, right? Instagram is putting pictures and videos. Yeah, we've done videos. But the videos are just audio. I'm sorry. No, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying, like, I don't you know, know. This is a two-person podcast. <laughs> so if someone wants to put some photos on there, maybe they could do that. I think I'm being chastised <laughs> right now. Um, that's all the time we have for today. I feel bad now. I got neutered kind of like Bane did. <laughs> Next, gonna come, someone's going to come in and be like, I'm taking over. I'm the new host because they failed at his job. And I've already got one picture on Instagram. Stupid host. Anyway, um, so before we leave, I just want to say happy birthday to a really great villain, Jason from Friday the 13th. His birthday is actually yesterday on the 13th, but I thought it relevant because he's a villain and he likes to stab people. My preferred form of Jason is Jason in space. Dude, okay, no joke. That movie's good, it's, right? It's like, that's a amazing. solid film. It's amazing. I don't, I don't have any problems with that movie, <laughs> and I love it. Anyway, yeah. so talk to you next time. Enjoy. Watch um, Batman Ninja, and yeah. just drop a hit of acid. No, don't do that. <laughs> no, um, just, because you will feel like you'll you've feel already like you done that. You might have actually, you might feel like you dropped a hit of acid when you watch it. Guys, I can't stress to you <laughs> that what I've described in, in this show gives, ze- like, watch the movie like if you're in if you're into batman you're into anime go watch the movie because you'll have no idea what you just watched and if you want just a palate cleanser after you watch that insanity watch hotel artemis with batista the only cholo in town (laughs) thank y'all and we'll talk to you later